Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with patent attorney Gabe Suckman, the CEO and founder of Clearstone IP, an intellectual property technology provider with offices in the U.S. and Europe. Hi, Gabe. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ari? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Tell us about your background and the genesis of Clearstone IP. I am a patent attorney. I've been in the industry for over 20 years. My technical background is in aerospace engineering, but right after college, I went straight to work for the patent office as a patent examiner. Spent some time there, went to law school there in DC and spent the next 10 or so years in private practice with firms like Paul Hastings there in DC and then Gibson Dunn and Crutcher in Palo Alto. So this work was focused almost exclusively on patent work, prosecution, litigation, freedom to operate, portfolio management, consulting, really the whole gamut. The origin of Clearstone IP uh, is a little bit interesting because it (laughs) involves a few twists and turns along the way. Our first product, uh, what we originally started with, was really a thing of beauty. My brother, Jesse, who's also a patent attorney and co-founder of the company, conceived of this completely new way to do infringement, patent infringement analysis. It was incredibly powerful, made the the FTO search process uh, really efficient. But uh, a slight downside to that was that it required some amount of human effort at the front end in order to build out a sort of value-added database. Think about like how Westlaw sort of puts in that human analysis to generate their head notes for case law. And then, of, of course, those can be used to make search, case law searching a lot more efficient. We kind of did that for patents. But we're a startup, we're not Westlaw. So that initial database buildup presented some challenges. But through that process, we had the great opportunity to get in front of hundreds, if not thousands of patent lawyers, really get a sense of what their pain points are. And we realized that the market needed something that was a little more day-to-day oriented, not what we tried to do, which was like a complete rewrite of FTO analysis. So we took a step back. We really thought about how, based on the work that we've already done in this space and consistent with our original mission of defining a new industry standard for managing freedom to operate, what could we do to really help the industry? So we started work on this completely new product, Clearstone FTO. And the purpose of that was to provide a digital home for the entire patent clearance FTO process, freedom to operate process from start to finish. So that's everything from the initial FTO request, the patent search, the claim analysis, collaborating with R&D, reaching resolutions, uh, and implementing risk mitigation measures. So we saw SaaS platforms like workflow management platforms being really successful basically everywhere else. And uh, we thought that this process, the FTO, the freedom to operate process could really use something like that. Everybody's using spreadsheets to do this work. And that's just not right given the availability of the patent data and technology that's out right now. So we saw some immediate positive market response to this new direction. And we put out a minimum viable product about five years ago. And I've been in constant development ever since. 
we're working closely with our users and soliciting feedback and making sure that the product is doing exactly what they need to do. And now we're essentially waking up today and have an enterprise level knowledge management and workflow platform that's being used by companies and many Fortune 500 companies all around the world. Which areas of IP law are you focused on digitizing? So we're certainly focused on the patent side of IP, specifically the infringement analysis side, freedom to operate, patent clearance, obviously. But it also is really geared towards processes like competitive monitoring, landscape analysis, uh, licensing and enforcement. So our platform is made to make it really easy to do claim-by-claim patent analysis. So that really includes any kind of infringement analysis. You mentioned individuals and organizations around the world. Who is currently using Clearstone IP and, and what specific problems are they trying to solve? These processes uh, are a huge and really underappreciated part of patent work. When I talk to in-house patent counsel, the majority of them are spending at least 50% of their time on freedom to operate and most of the other time on the prosecution side that's obtaining patents. And when you compare those two processes with the services that are available for them, you see that there's like dozens of, if not hundreds of tools for the prosecution side and virtually none uh, on the FTO side. So we feel like we have a real opportunity to occupy a wide open space uh, in, in the market. Our customers are really all over the map in terms of industry and size and location. And they're predominantly you know, the, the legal group, the patent groups that are in uh, companies, in-house groups, as well as the law firms that are serving them. So it's, it's really sort of there's a spectrum of uh, work, uh, whether the in-house group predominantly does this work or the outside counsel predominantly does this work. And both of them do it. And our customers include from both sides. So the problems that they're trying to solve really, I mean, the main one is patent infringement. The point of freedom to operate is make sure you don't infringe someone else's patent. And patent infringement damages are among the highest damages of any place in law. So it's, it's certainly a, a critical concern reaching the upper reaches of the, of the organization, of the C-suite executives. Everybody cares about infringing patents. So that's, that's the main problem we're serving. And then when it gets down to some of the more specifics, we're helping companies avoid allegations of willful infringement that can triple damages. And then sort of on the, the practical side of things where there's efficiency problems that we're addressing. We're making things efficient. We're reducing burden on the technologists that are part of this process. We're maintaining, we're helping our customers maintain legal positions across the board. We're also helping them maintain attorney-client privilege for some sensitive information that necessarily goes with this process. Can you explain why the freedom to operate sector is so important? Like I mentioned earlier, these damages are among the highest in any area of law. And direct patent infringement is strict liability. For that part of the case, there is no question about intent. So if you're selling products and not doing some kind of freedom to operate effort, you're operating with significant risk, which some people might say is reckless. So despite the lack of dedicated tools in this area, FTO is a significant part of Patent Council's job and certainly something that is very important throughout the company. Trends are you seeing in IP enforcement? So the biggest thing that we're seeing was 
Back in 2016, when the Supreme Court issued its Halo versus Pulse decision, and that was basically about willful infringement, it, changed, it fundamentally changed the standard for willful and patent infringement. It, it made it easier for patent holders to obtain those triple damages for willful infringement. So the case is starting to get settled now, and it's clear that at least some takeaways from this doctrine is that you should be doing an early investigation of patents as soon as you become aware of patents. You should actually do some level of diligence to make sure to do a search to make sure that the products that you're selling don't infringe, and then do the deinvestigation to come up with good faith rationales for as to why you don't infringe or if whether or that the, that patent is invalid. As a patent attorney, how did you make the transition from practicing to running a legal tech company? That was a learning process to be sure. I'd never had any real sales training, but I've always been up for a challenge. Just like with a lot of other things I've done, I, I tried to immerse myself in knowledge and learnings from those who have built successful software companies before. So I read books, I listened to podcasts, I read articles, talked to people, get involved with the great startup community in Silicon Valley. That's where I was when we sort of started this company. Really everything I could get my hands on to, to learn about how to do this successfully. But there is, of course, a lot of thought, a lot of instruction in that area. So at every step, but I think after so many ideas and so many directions, I think the real challenge was to check back in with myself to make sure that we're still aligned with the vision for the company frequently. And also to sort of be true to myself. I'm far from the most polished salesman, but when it comes down to it, my job is to sell software and not wax philosophical about patent law policy, even though that was where I had some, the most enjoyment. So as long as I was able to check back in, stay true to myself and do things the way I felt comfortable, I think that that helped us build a strong business. What do you see as the biggest challenges that IP lawyers are facing today and ways that they're addressing them? One of the main challenges is managing the immense quantity of patent data that's out there. From my perspective, what we're seeing is you're dealing with immense patent data and you have to avoid trying to figure out which ones are the landmines when there's so many of them out there. So there's huge difficulty in finding them. And then even when you do find them, how do you keep track of the positions, the legal arguments and the development? the risk mitigation with respect to all of that body of potential risk. So that's obviously what our tool is about. It's about helping them make sense of all of this information, being able to get through that minefield efficiently, and then be able to leverage all of that historical work so that if you've done the work before, you can leverage it and not have to duplicate work or reinvent the wheel every time a patent comes up. So making the most of the work that you do. As another aspect of challenges that IP lawyers are facing now, which doesn't have a huge amount to do with our business exactly, but really I think that's something that should be addressed is Section 101 eligibility. That's the sort of statute that governs which information, which inventions are patentable. And it's a huge problem right now in patent law because particularly for software, it's very difficult to know which patents are going to be invalidated and which ones aren't. So I think that the Supreme Court or Congress or somebody really needs to step up and address that problem. 
This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Gabe Sukman, the CEO and founder of Clearstone IP, an intellectual property technology provider with offices in the US and Europe. Gabe, thank you so very much. Thank you, Ari. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.